0: Hello, lovely listeners. Before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and for their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all. Learn more by visiting choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. I was arrested a number of times. I never thought in terms of fear. I thought in terms of justice. Hi, everyone. This is Carmen and Christina. And this is the podcast, Historias Unknown, where each week we talk about an historia unknown. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The, the podcast where we tell you about an historia you might not know. <laughs> Una historia, um, how you say, desconocida? One might say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we were on a little break, but we're taking a break from our break so that (laughs) I can tell you, Carmen, Mm -hmm. and our listeners about some Labor Day history. Okay. Yeah, I thought this um, week was going to be the Mexican Revolution, but that's next week. Oh, yeah, that's why I was like, wait a minute, today's Labor Day. Why not, why not talk about a historical Labor Day figure that is less known? Um, because, you know, when we think about uh, Latino labor movements, we always think about probably two people. And I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's exa- <laughs> exactly who I was talking about. There's someone else. No, I'm just kidding. There's a whole movement. <laughs> there's a whole movement. There's a whole people. And today I want to talk about one woman. I'm going to be telling you about Emma Beatriz Tenayuca. Mm. Yeah, which I had no idea who she was before this. Me either. Hence, the historia unknown. This is una historia desconocida for me. Yeah. So Emma Beatriz de Nayuca was an American labor leader and union organizer. So she fought for Mexican workers in Texas, but she's most well known for her role as a leader in the nineteen thirty-eight San Antonio Pecan shelter strike, which I also didn't know about. Neither. <laughs> you said in Texas? Yeah. San Antonio, Texas, yeah. Oh, okay. She was born in San Antonio in December 21st, 1916, and died at the age of 82 on July 23rd, 1999. Mm. And her political activism earned her the nickname La Pasionada de Texas, the passionate one. Um, She was Mexican Comanche, and she grew up in a family of 11. Big family. Her family was hit extremely hard during the Great Depression, and from a young age, she lives with her grandparents to ease the financial burden of another child in the parents' home, which that's, like, that's hard. Did you say what order she was in the 11 or no? One of the youngest. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know where in that specific number, but on the youngest side of the 11, yeah. And as a child she witnessed the hardships of the low lower class workers and this played a major role in her entire life understandably so her activism began before she graduated high school which is just wow. wild to me yeah. cuz like i don't know everyone else is busy being like you know well no not everyone i think sadly situations in life put teenagers in those roles when Instead of enjoying teenagehood, you know? When she was 16, she joined a picket line of workers that were protesting the Fink Cigar Company. And she was arrested during this protest. And this would be her first arrest during protesting. It wouldn't be her last. Um, She was in and out of jail because of protests. Not (laughs) because of other crimes. I realized when I said she was in and out of jail that it maybe sounded like... I assumed it was because of protests. (laughs) So, after high school, she got a job as an elevator operator. She continued to stand up for workers' rights. She found herself organizing and being arrested during other movements. Uh, She founded two international ladies' garment workers' unions... And she was imbo- involved in both the Workers' Alliance of America and the Women's League for Peace and Freedom. Amazing. Yeah, right? And um, she she organized protests over the uh, treatment that Mexican immigrants were facing at the hands of United States Border Patrol agents. Because this this whole time period is the Great Depression. And so we're going to do an episode on this in the future. But... There were mass deportations during the Great Depression because white people were the usual, you know, Mexicans are taking our jobs. But it was worse during the Great Depression because there was even less jobs. So to summarize, because of racism. Yes. Yeah. And so um, there was mass deportations going on. And during this time, even like even American born, Mexican born. Yeah. United States born (laughs) Mexicans. Yeah, we're being deported. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. So, yeah, she was protesting all these deportations and beatings that Mexican immigrants were facing at the hands of Border Patrol. So she became well-known for all these movements because she, if there was a movement going on in San Antonio, Texas where Mexicans, she was involved, yeah. Because of this... She was a pivotal person in one of the most historic and famous labor conflicts in Texas. The 1938 Pecan, I can't say that word, Pecan Shelter shelter Strike. I was just going to ask if you were saying it right, but I don't know. Because I I always, I avoid saying that word as much as possible. Is it pecan or pecan? (laughs) I just said I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) pecan. Pecan. You've already been saying pecan or whatever you've been saying. So okay, just... well, um, I guess I'll keep saying pecan, and please don't leave me a one-star review for saying it wrong, because people tend to do that to me. <laughs> I want justice for pochas, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, she was well known for organizing these large movements already, and for this reason, the when the strike the 1938 Pecan strike began, they voted for her to become the leader. She was twenty-one when the Pecan shellers unanimously elected her as the leader of the movement. She was young. Well and she started yeah. her activism when someone was a teen, so I guess it makes sense, but that's really young. Yeah, yeah. Like I was off being an idiot at twenty one. Mm. I was not being an idiot, mm-hmm. but I was not being an activist. You were being an educated Latina. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't start being an idiot till after I graduated from college. That was your um your phase. <laughs> Some would call it a whole phase. <laughs> hmm Yeah. <laughs> so um Yeah, on January 31st, 1938, 12,000 shellers. Mostly Mexican and mostly women walked off from their jobs. San Antonio was the center of the pecan shelling industry. There were 150 factories that were shelling 21 million pounds of pecans, but they were earning like literal fucking pennies. Wow. About 30 cents a day, uh, two to three dollars a week. Oh my God. On top of being one of the lowest paying industries, uh, it was also very dangerous. So pecans let out this like dust, and this pecan dust particle filled the air, and this fine dust led to tuberculosis. Really, which caused yeah, and I, I had no idea the dust from pecans. Yeah, yeah, in like high amounts. Is it like the because of the pesticides used, or is just like a pecan thing? You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. I don't know. Maybe it does have to do with the pesticides. I have no idea. It didn't say what in the dust. I think maybe because the dust is so fine and it, and it wasn't being filtered or anything and it's just going okay. in large amounts into the lungs. Yeah. It's my suspicion. But this was causing a high death rate among the workers because of tuberculosis. So working conditions were also rough on top of that. So they were working in these small shacks. Factories would have up to 400 shacks in them. And inside these shacks, there were 100 workers that would gather around a long table. And there was no ventilation. uh, There was poor lighting. There was no indoor plumbing. So there was no bathrooms. There was nowhere to wash your hands. Oh, my God. And they were just packed in there. Um, On January 31st, the company had announced a pay cut. And a pay cut from the pennies they were making... A pay cut from the 30 cents a day that they were, they were making. So they were like, you know what? No. And they all walked, well, not all, but they walked out. The majority of them walked out. And then on the next day, February 1st, the union announced, officially announced the strike. And then they voted for her. Every single person voted for Emma Beatriz Tenayuka to become the leader. They demanded their wages ra- were raised to 60 cents per 100 pounds for crackers and 8 cents. Per pound for whole nuts and seven cents per pound for pieces. Uh, they also wanted a union shop steward to supervise all the weighing, you know, to make sure that pe- they weren't taking off pounds off mm. of what was being weighed. They wanted plant operators to recognize the union as the collective bargaining agent for workers, um, and they wanted a closed shop policy adopted. Uh, employers would pay for examinations required for employees to obtain a city health card that allowed them to work in shelling plants. Their demands and their protesting, of course, was met with police brutality and many, many workers were arrested. 700 overall over the length of the protesting, which lasted five weeks. And they were... I was just going to ask how long it lasted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were subjected to gas, beatings with batons, you know, beatings in in general, and then detainment. Mm. How labor worker movements go, I guess. Yeah. Yes. And for these five weeks, uh, Emma Beatriz Tenayuca led the strike. She was arrested. And then shortly after being arrested, she was released. And she gave a speech in front of hundreds of workers. They all gathered to uh, listen to her. And then she said these, like, epic words. I was arrested a number of times. I never thought in terms of fear. I thought in terms of justice. Beautiful. Powerful. Yeah. She was also a member of the Communist Party from a younger age. So before the strikes happened, before she was voted as the leader, she was already a member of the Communist Party. So, there was a few organizations that were helping with the, the strike. One of them was the United Cannery and Agricultural Packing and Allied Workers of America. Long name. Yeah. And um, so, because of her affiliation with the, comu- the Communist Party, they were pressuring her to step down because to them it wasn't a good look. But this is what the party was all about, workers' rights. Yeah. But, you know, people hear the big it was a, bad it word. It was a bad look. And Yeah. yeah it was a bad luck in 1938 in the United States. Mm. So they pressured her to step down and eventually she did. So at that point, um, yeah, she stepped down as the strike chairman and then the president of the organization. I don't want to say the whole name again. <laughs> uh, the president was Donald Henderson and he took reins of the strike. And then another um, man named George Lambert was a representative in San Antonio that contributed to the negotiations of the settlement. Uh, finally, in March of 1938, the strikers and employers decided to um, make a deal. So they settled for an increase of seven and eight cents, and then it was increased again by the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938, and this established the minimum wage of twenty-five cents an hour in 1938. Oh my god! Do you know like what the equivalent of that is now at all? Like the what they were making? Well, let's before? look it up. Yeah, hold on. So oh you, you mean like the cents or yeah before the 25 cent minimum wage. Six cent oh it was thirty cents. So thirty cents. Oh this thing calculates for me. Oh I can pick the year. Okay, this is perfect. So they were making 30 cents a day, 1938. Alright, so yeah, they were initially making five eighty one a day. Wow. In our, our money, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, where did I say it got raised to the um, minimum? I want to say you said 25, 25 cents an hour. Yeah. So twenty five cents an hour would have been forty four eighty four an hour an, an hour. Hmm. Yeah. And before that, it was five dollars a day. Yes. Oh my Because God. it was thirty cents a day. Jesus. Yeah. So um, so that's what the terms that they came for came to, and then the act uh, this act raised it their payment to minimum wage and though this settlement was reached um victory was short-lived because by th- in in three years uh machinery would replace the majority of the workers i hate this yeah um but this is not about the workers this is about emma so right So um, sometime after the strikes, Emma Tenayuca was set to speak at a Communist Party meeting that was taking place at the Municipal Auditorium in San Antonio. And this was um, permitted, like they got they put in their permit. It was approved by the mayor of San Antonio. But nonetheless, this was not okay with the quote unquote real Americans. Right. So 5000 people showed up to that meeting of the Communist Party And they showed up with bricks and rocks. And uh, they were like, we're hunting commies, is what they said. So it was violent. Um, Emma Tenayuca escaped the mob, but she was blacklisted and forced to flee San Antonio, her home. Yeah. So in uh, 1941, sorry, at some point this year, she got married to a man named... Homer Brooks. That was 1941? No, no, no. 1938. At some point in oh. 1938, she married a man named Homer Brooks, who was another member of the Communist Party. And then in 1941, she divorced her husband. I don't know why, of three years. It's probably and a good reason. She, there, I mean, yeah, right. Rooting for her. With always. a name like Homer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brooks. Yeah. So, <laughs> And she left for California. Um, she was going to go to college. So she earned her bachelor's in education from San Francisco State College, Ooh. Uh, and then she returned to San Antonio. She was no longer a member of the party of the Communist Party, and she earned her master's in education. Oh, so, um, and she felt disillusioned with the Communist Party. Makes sense. A lot of people of color ended up feeling disillusioned because although they were fighting, like you know, for the same things, there was still racism. <laughs> Yeah, within the Communist mm-hmm. Party. Yeah. Like a lot of the Black Panthers yeah. started in their local Communist Parties before branching off and creating the Black Panthers. Which if anyone wants to hear an excellent podcast talking about Black history, One Mike history is really good. One Mike history? Yeah, One Mike oh, okay. history. Mm-hmm. And he has some episodes on the Black Panthers and Huey P. Newton and all that. Oh. Anyway, back to this. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, she later went to or she later got her master's in education from Our Lady of the Lake University in San Antonio. And because she was no longer a member of the party and it had been years, she was able to return. Why well, does Our Lady of the Lake sound like a ghost? <laughs> it does. I agree. Yeah. Um, there are lake ghosts. And then there's also the movie The Haunting of Hill House where there's a lady in the lake. So... The show. Oh, sorry. The show. The show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a good show. That's what made me think of. hmm So creepy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, she ended up teaching in the Harlandale School District until she retired in 1982. Um, and sometime after she retired, she ended up developing Alzheimer's. And oh. then she passed away at 82 in 1999. R.I.P. R.I.P. Queen. And uh, there's actually a children's book called That's Not Fair, No Es Justo, about Emma Emma Tenayuca and the um, 1938 labor strike. It's bilingual. It's in Spanish and English. And uh, according to Amazon, it says it's good for ages six years and up. Interesting. Yeah. So I'll probably get it at some point. I was gonna say, I'm sure you'll end up ordering it. Yeah, yeah, I will. And um, and she left a lasting legacy in the state of Texas. There's an award given in her name to people that do something like amazing in the community. Oh. There's a I wanna say it was like a school named after her somewhere as well. And there's like a plaque at some place in Texas. I saw the picture of the plaque and I didn't write down where, where it was, was located. It's not in San. <laughs> yeah. You said she was from San Antonio, right? You know what? It's probably in San Antonio. <laughs> I feel like it has to be there because where else would it be? <laughs> no, nothing else makes sense. No. right? Yeah, and the Communist Party also named a chapter after her. The what? The Communist Party named a oh, chapter. Oh, okay. In her name. Mm. Oh, name after her. I mean, <laughs> named it in her name. Anyway, um, I but, got, yeah, I she, know what you she, meant. Yeah, you knew, but yeah, she left the lagging. <laughs> She left a lasting legacy in the state of Texas, and I just felt like more people should know about her. Hence, today's episode. Yeah. It's a short one, but a good one. <laughs> well, I definitely learned something new. Uh, but also, when we think about the um, farm worker march that recently happened here. Yes. In California. Yeah, let's bring up a little bit something about it. Or do you know more to share about it, or should I... Pull up an article since we're talking about labor movements. Yeah, no, I know that they started in um, Delano, and we're heading to the we're ca- headed. I mean, it already happened. Headed to the Capitol in support of a United Farm Workers bill, but I didn't know exactly what the bill was about. Um, and I also know that um, Newsom did ended up vetoing the bill. What? Yeah. So, and then I saw criticisms of Newsom that he the same day he vetoed vetoed or vetoed? Whatever. Vetoed? Vetoed. 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 The vetoed. same day he vetoed. The same day <laughs> that he vetoed the bill that he, something about he opened a new winery or some shit like that. Jesus. Yeah. Of course. Oh, not a surprise. Okay, well, wow. Um, paywalled article about it. Let me look for um, a new I pulled <laughs> up something from ABC 30. Let me see. Oh, thank you. So the bill was the AB 2183, a bill designed to make it easier for workers to cast ballots remotely in union elections. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I guess the farm workers knew by the time they got there that he was going to veto the bill. Oh. And I guess he, the statement he put out for the reason that he vetoed, vetoed the bill was he said the bill would have created an untested process without provisions to protect election. Oh my God, sorry, I can't talk. Election. None of us can read today. Election. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he <I> said. <laughs> I heard you, yeah. That the bill would create an untested process without provisions to protect election integrity. Mm, it's like worse on. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> I think he's saying that yeah. there would be been no way to, if someone's voting remotely for a union, whatever, that there would be no way to do that. And verifying okay. that it was them, I guess. Like, to, that's what he's saying, to protect election integrity. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Because here in Washington, we send in mail ballots for, I mean, yeah, elections. So here it says that the Chambers of Commerce um, of California, or I think those are by city. I don't know how they work. But throughout the state, the Chambers of Commerce opposed that bill. And that new sum vetoed a similar bill last year. Oh. But see, that's the thing. Okay, so um, so it says California Federation of Labor Executive Secretary, Secretary Treasurer. Oh my god, a long title. Lorena mm-hmm. Gonzalez. Um, she was like out there supporting the uh farm workers. Okay. And she said that the farm workers deserve one thing, the right to unionize without intimidation and without deportation. And that's the thing yes. that everyone, yep. of course, is in fear of retaliation from the companies they work for, for um, labor organizing. But not everyone is afraid of deportation mm-hmm. for yeah. that. So and and being able to vote remotely. Would of, keep them safe. Yeah. Yeah no wonder no wonder they're against it of course yeah and it's just yeah. wild because yeah they um so they started in Delano and made it all the way to Sacramento um and you know where Delano is at right yeah that's far <laughs> that is far yeah and it was it's the summertime it's the summer it's so hot and the day they got there they already knew that someone's going to veto the bill okay wow Oh, I see. Yeah. It was a 24, 24 day, 335 mile march from Delano to de Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's just like there's a lot of worker movements going on right now. And I yeah. feel like it's not, it's not really being talked about except on like TikTok. <laughs> um, but even like, so apparently the um, mental health workers in Kaiser, Permanent, Permanent, Kaiser Permanente, how the fuck do you, Kaiser? Kaiser. Oh yeah, are striking and I, I saw a post on I think it was oh it was the social Work subreddit um, that um, somebody was part of the Kaiser strike and they were asking um, basically other social workers to not cross the picket line as they say and yeah work <laughs> for Kaiser. yeah because they're you know they're trying to hire people to not have to meet the demands of their current employees. Mm-hmm. And um, as I found out That that was happening I saw a few of my social work peers And I mean to, The thing is it's not anyone's Own individual fault right At the end of the day it's Kaiser's fault But I saw that a few of my MSW peers um, had just recently Been hired at Kaiser <laughs> Damn um, Because that's what they do yeah. People strike and then they're like You know what We're, we'll hire new people And new people can be hired at a, at a lower price Yeah, and they have not yet been um, burnt out and um, Mm exploited. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, everyone deserves uh, the right to unionize. Everyone should unionize. Yeah. But, you know, we've seen a bunch of, like, unions forming since 2020. Starbucks. Yeah. Amazon, right, was another one. Um, which we talked about in episode one. There was a, a UPS. Who's the one who wears the brown suit? FedEx. FedEx. FedEx unionized somewhere. Not obviously, And obviously these are like local unions yeah. and they're trying to spread them. But yeah, you know, on this Labor Day, look up a labor strike. <laughs> I mean, we're posting this on the week of Labor Day. So not Labor Day, but, you know, the Thursday that Labor Day happens when this is going to come out. But yeah, support your local unions yeah and yeah this this concludes the episode <laughs> i uh hope you learned something you didn't know about today in this historia unknown <laughs> yes and yeah thanks for listening um what else carmen <laughs> um i was just gonna say thank you for listening okay i guess read okay. and review us yeah five star readings. mm-hmm follow the socials <laughs> just kidding the socials yes. yeah yeah <laughs> all linked in the show notes but basically historias unknown on instagram and historia unknown on twitter and yeah uh, we will catch you uh, next week talking about the Mexican Revolution about uh but not your not your known figures in the Mexican Revolution nay nay i'm going to be telling you about an LGBTQIA Member, and you know, because we recorded I'm this today, I'm gonna add in someone else. I'm gonna talk about a trans revolutionary, and then I'm gonna talk about um a gay revolutionary for the Mexican Revolution, yes. Mm-hmm. So, not your usual, uh, you know, Pedrovia, Emiliano. yes. Emiliano? Oh, it's Emiliano, <laughs> Emiliano. Zapata, I'm sorry, yeah. the Salvadorian in me refuses to know his name right now. <laughs> That's right. Blame, yeah, blame our satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so that's going to be next episode and yeah, tune in and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.